Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, October 4th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. What are you laughing for this time? <laughs> I, I, I was trying to make a sod reference, and I couldn't oh. make a sod reference. Uh, yeah. The Marquis de Sade? No, that's, oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's different. A, that's that's different. close. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that gets referenced in Little Shop of Horrors, so it all, it all comes back to musical theater. But um, James, thanks for, for pinch hitting and, and helping out the last few days. It's been a quiet week on the news front. I was really expecting there to be more news this week. Mm. Um, whether it was shows or casting or stuff, but I guess it's, you know, it is what it is. We've got some news today, but first, before we get into that, um, we of course want to mention www.patreon.com slash Broadway radio, anything, uh, on the Patreon front you want to share with folks, James? I was thinking about doing some sort of pumpkin spice theme for, uh, October. What do you think? Uh, I don't really drink coffee and I don't like pumpkin, but uh, the the people, the peoples seem to like pumpkin spice. The peoples, they do. And and so I think because they like the pumpkin spice, if we did a uh, Broadway radio pumpkin spice flavor, it's hard to do right. in audio, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if anyone can figure it out, it's you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. I <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... No, we um still moving forward with the Patreon. Uh, I don't uh you've been counting up the uh the money for the last couple of days. Uh at least Ashley and I told everybody that you've been counting up the money for the last couple of days. You do not want me counting money or counting at all, to be honest with you. I am not the uh the mathematical genius of the Broadway radio team. Hmm. All right, so I'll have to move that over to somebody else. I think Ashley will do the counting next month. But uh, we did really well, you know, unless your numbers are off. We did really well. But thank okay. you all yeah. for your uh, support over at the patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And on this week's, uh, this weekend's, Sundays, uh, this week on Broadway, we're going to have a few sponsors. Oh, okay. So, That's exciting. You know. Take a listen for just the sponsors. Don't even yeah. listen to Peter, Michael, and I talk about the great uh, society. society. Yeah. I, I was saying great encounter. There is no great encounter. It was great society. So a great society last night with Michael Portantier. Oh, really? Did you guys yeah. go together or just we happened went, to be? We went together. Laura oh, was wow. like, three-hour play? <laughs> Not going <laughs> to that. <laughs> Under, understood. Yeah. So, all right. First up in the news. To Kill a Mockingbird announces year two cast. I read that as two-year cast, and I was like, what's a two-year cast? But year no. two cast makes much more sense. Yeah, strike that, reverse it. Uh, yeah, yesterday the Broadway production of To Kill a Mockingbird announced the performers who will be taking the show into its second year at the Schubert Theater and maybe somewhere else if the rumors end up being true. We already know that four-time Oscar nominee Ed Harris will take over as Atticus Finch beginning on November 5th, but now we know that he will be joined by Taylor Trench as Dill Harris, Kyle Scatliff as Tom Robinson, Manuel Falciano as Horace Gilmer, uh, Eliza Scanlon, who is, a lot of people will know from the HBO miniseries, limited series Sharp Objects, is taking over as Mayela Yule. Uh, Nina Grohlman will play Scout Finch, Lisa Gay Hamilton as Calpurnia, and Russell Harvard as Boo Rath. Bradley, amongst many others. Of course, we will have the complete cast list in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. James with Harris and Trench and Scatliff. This really is a cast that 
could have opened a Broadway show um, with a you know a, a fairly big name for non-theater goers, and then a couple pretty recognizable names and faces for theater folks. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens with To Kill a Mockingbird in year two, and if the remarkable sales continue, or if they were some function part and parcel with Jeff Daniels and Celia Campbell address Tony Wynn and the rest of that original company, or if it really is just the title itself that is selling those $2 million in tickets every week. Ah, that's, I, I think you bring up a really good point. I just assumed that it was going to go on to continued success, but I, I guess just, just like everybody, I've said this in a number of times. Um, so on any given Sunday, uh, you know, NFL teams could be terrible or good. Uh, but um, it's about the gelling. You I mean, you have world-class athletes out on the field there. Uh, and whether or not it gels is similar to a Broadway cast. You have world-class uh, actors in on all these productions, and sometimes it doesn't gel, sometimes it does. So I guess we'll have to see. Do you think uh, Scott Rudin's going to invite the press back? Um. He's done that in the past with with uh, with new companies, so I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that anybody, with all due respect to Ed Harris, I don't know that anybody necessarily warrants that. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He's he's done that in the past. All right, then uh, you know, and if it's a very good good cast, there'll be talks again. Talk again about replacement cast Tony yeah. nominations, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm all for. All right. So next up, we have the reviews are in for the New Englanders from Manhattan Theater Club. Yeah, the new play uh, opened up earlier this week. It is a world premiere by Jeff Augustin and directed by Sahim Ali. The cast features um, a few recognizable names uh, led by Javier Munoz, Patrick Breen, Tigo F. Bougerer, uh, Crystal Finn, Adam Langdon, and Kara Young. Uh, we've got some reviews. The, the show is currently on sale through October 20th. Of course, Manhattan Theater Club's off-Broadway shows play at the New York City Center. Let's start off with Jesse Green from the New York Times, who did not make this show a critic's pick, um, which seems to just be a rubber stamp for most shows this uh, this time. But uh, anyway, he says, Our town is the template for whatever is best about the New Englanders, including the opportunity for some rich performances by young actors. What they help rescue from the confusion here is an insight Wilder would surely have appreciated, that our lives seem special only from within and only for a time. It doesn't get more basic than that in the good sense. Raven Snook, who is is a reviewer we've mentioned a couple times here writing for Time Out, gave the show three out of five stars and said, quote, while it is only 100 minutes long, the New Englanders feels over uh, feels unfocused and overstretched. Despite solid performances from veteran actors, um, the grownups, especially Samuel and Raul, the characters uh, mentioned uh, by the actors I, I mentioned earlier. Um, but the scenes between Isa and Atlas, her smitten classmate who deals pot out of Chuck E. Cheese, crackle with vitality and insight. These cocky adolescents' views of the future, even an uncertain one, are more compelling than the hazy nostalgia trips around them. 
Tom Gear from the rap also mentions the uh, the younger characters. Those are the ones played by Adam Langdon as Atlas and Kara Young as Aisa. Uh, Aaron and Aisa do get the opportunity to show real agency during the course of the 100, 100 minute intermissionless play and even to rebel against the strictures they feel have been imposed on them. But these outbursts, including one that has major life altering repercussions, don't always feel organic, nor do they fit the overall tone of the play, which at its best can be witty and jaunty in individual scenes that often sparkle under Sahim Ali's direction. So, James, this is um, sounds very much like a Manhattan Theater Club play. Um, and uh, the, the, the dual groups, the older groups, the younger groups, uh, people in New England uh, feeling hopelessly trapped, fathers and children. It, it, it seems like a very MTC show. Uh, it's funny what you said about Jesse Green not making it a New York Times critics pick. I wonder if that'll be on the marquee. <laughs> I mean, with, based on some of the reviews that the New York Times has given out recently, it might be better not to be reviewed well by then. But <laughs> I guess it's probably never good. But you know. All right. So uh, that's New Englanders from Manhattan Theater Club. We'll have to see if uh, Michael and Peter have seen that. I have not. So we'll maybe talk about it on Sunday. What do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, real quick, uh, I've got two things. The first is just your standard B-roll highlights. This is coming out of the Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, New Jersey. Their uh, production of Chasing Rainbows, I guess, colon? Yeah, colon. They're using a colon. Uh, Chasing Rainbows, The Road to Oz, which is the story of a young Francis Gum slash Judy Garland. Uh, So check those out. But then the thing that I wanted to to really tell you about is – from a news perspective, uh, filming for the West Side Story remake, reboot, refilm, uh, wrapped on September 28th. And there has been a lot of photos of their rap party, um, photos from behind the scenes stuff, photos from, um, you know, a bunch of different production things have been released. There's some great stuff of the, the principals with Steven Spielberg, of course, Steven Spielberg with the legendary Rita Moreno on set, the entire company. Um, they had a, a rap party and a lot of the, the dancers and stuff posted videos, but I want, I wanted to, to talk about mostly here, James is the letter that Steven Spielberg wrote and posted to social media, uh, about the conclusion of the the filming. And I want to read this part to you here. It said, quote, and while I'm on the subject of gratitude after thanking the, the cast and the crew, um, on every day of the past four years, uh, which we've been preparing, casting, and imagining West Side Story, I and my team, cast, and crew have been walking in the footsteps of four giants, Leonard Bernstein, Arthur Lawrence, Jerome Robbins, and Stephen Sondheim. For the light they've shared on, uh, shed on the world, for Stephen Sondheim's insight, guidance, and support, and the open-hearted support of the Bernstein, Lawrence, and Robbins estates, I owe more than I can possibly express. Now, that makes me think, James, because we obviously know that there's been a number of changes that have come with this production. Obviously, Rita Moreno's character is taking the place of Doc. Um, they've had some other you know, things that we'll find out in the, in the coming year. Uh, but despite those changes, they are not necessarily going to be very big in comparison to what Ivo Van Hova is doing <laughs> with the Broadway version. And I, I just, there, there are a ton of very odd rumors going around about the Broadway production that Evo is directing. And I just wonder how much leeway 
the Broadway production is getting because of the film version or how little leeway they might get um, if the estates don't like the changes uh, that Evo is proposing. But there are some wild rumors about what he's trying to do with the Broadway revival. Ah, maybe the um, the Albia State will be coming coming into Arbiter, Arbiter uh, this changes. I, I got to tell you, I am if, – if the things that are being rumored actually happen, I would literally be shocked um, that the Lawrence and Bernstein estates are allowing that to happen. Um, I mean, I, again, they're rumors, so I don't know how much of them I, I want to get into. But songs being cut, um, it being – uh, one act, no intermission. Like I, I would just be shocked at some of these things, even from Evo, if he went that far to cut whole songs uh, and to cut the show down to being something that could sustain itself without an intermission. Wow. That yeah. would be, that would be something. Have you, uh, uh, back to chasing rainbows for a second, uh, tangentially, um, have you seen this, uh, Judy movie? No, I have not. No. Uh, so half my Facebook feed is terribly upset and saying it's the worst thing ever. And half my Facebook feed is like, wow, Renee Zellweger is going to get a, a yeah. Oscar. That's Yeah, I've only heard good things about it, even from Judy aficionados and devotees. I, I think they are people who went in very protective of Judy and came out um, very – positive because I, I think the inclination is to be thinking about Judy Garland later in life is to think of all the bad things. And um, from what I understand, while the movie obviously touches on those things, it is not a wallow in them. It actually shows uh, quite a bit of brightness and fun uh, from Judy Garland as well, which I think is probably more accurate towards any person, even later in life when you're dealing with uh, some significant issues. Okay. What do we have in other news? All right, let's close out the show with three stories. James, first, let's go to the La Jolla Playhouse out in California where they announced the cast of their upcoming fundraising concert version of Tommy. Of course, the musical started there before it came to Broadway. It will be helmed by the show's original director and co-book writer Des McEnough, and the company will include a number of original cast members and will be highlighted by Michael Cerveris as Tommy, Alice Ripley as Mrs. Walker, Norm Lewis as the specialist, Paul Alexander Noland as cousin Kevin, Tony Winter Christian Hoff as second pinboy lad or pinball lad, uh, Michael McElroy as the hawker, and more. Tickets start at just five hundred dollars uh, for the event that is taking place on October fourteenth. So get out that checkbook. Uh, also, yesterday, fifty nine East fifty ninth announced that Michael Tucker's Fern Hill will extend its one uh, it will extend its run by one week on off Broadway. The production will now close on Sunday, October twenty seventh. And finally, yesterday it was reported that Elliot Green has been appointed the new Chief Operating Officer of the Schubert Organization, and that Charles Flatman has been appointed Executive Vice President of Business Development. Green previously served as Executive Vice President for the organization, and Flatman was the previous senior vice president of marketing. The pair took over these newly created positions as of October 1st. Their previous positions will not be filled. James, you always like the machinations of the hierarchy structures in uh, theatrical organizations, be they for or not profit. Um, So I figured you might uh, appreciate that news, even though I don't know who either of these people are or what exactly their new job responsibilities would be. Well, you know, if the Schubert organization is going to create um, new positions. I think that they should be positions that would 
move the Broadway theater forward. Uh, and and I think that these are probably really good things for the two new positions that they created were great for infrastructure. But I think what um, I, I think what most Broadway fans would would welcome is a uh, maybe a, a chief confiscation officer of a phone who who could. <laughs> Who could do chief confiscation officer of a phone uh, during a performance? Or, or that I mean, could be an award. The best confiscation of a phone during a performance. Uh, and the award goes to Joshua Henry? Oh, Joshua that, uh, Henry. Oh, yeah. Joshua Henry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, there is nothing that gets people riled up on the Broadway World message board as much as the discussion of phone use in theater. And um, there were uh, lots of passionate arguments about uh, Joshua Henry s- literally snatching a phone and throwing it on stage uh, during a performance of The Wrong Man. Um, there's been a number of articles written surrounding uh, Daniel O. Harris and slave play and his views on cell phone use in theater. Um, man, I just don't – people get really, really upset. And Ashley and I talked about it. It's just like you are choosing to get upset by it. Uh, I mean obviously you can – you know, it's not you can't choose whether you are distracted by it, but you can choose how much that distraction impacts you. And I just I just don't see the benefit of getting upset about it. Phones aren't going away from our everyday life. Deal with it. Do better at trying to communicate beforehand. Uh, and just why add stress to your life? It just ain't that big a deal. Hmm. Good life lessons to bring us to the weekend. I mean, it it, piss, it used to piss me. It used to get, make me really, really mad. And if I go to a movie, my brother is one of those guys who will have his phone um, screen like really dim. Uh, but he's got a, a nine-year-old daughter or whatever. So he's always kind of like just checking. That used to annoy the poop out of me. Um, now, I just I just don't care anymore. Like it, uh, there's so many other things to be upset about in this world that somebody checking their phone or a phone accidentally going off. I'm sure those people are mortified if their phone goes off. It's just uh, I'll direct my anger and, you know, righteous indignation towards other things. Well, while you do that, let's uh, get out of here. All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Righteous Indignation. No, that is not correct. <laughs> um, at BWW Matt. Uh, James, uh, I, I guess I don't need to ask where people can find you. You know how to do this thing. Well, uh, I was thinking about asking some foreign leaders to uh, to Do look into favor? the phone usage during <laughs> Broadway performances. Um, That's where my righteous indignation can go. Exactly. My name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us. On Sunday, we have This Week on Broadway with Peter Felician, Michael Portantier, and uh, I think Matt and Ashley will be back in your ears on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.